0: I want to thank you for your time today, Riley. Uh, I know it's been a whirlwind the last uh, month, at least. Yeah. Now, so I just wanted to, I guess, start off with, you know, rumors were running crazy in the QMJHL as early as November uh, about a potential move. And then, you know, you kind of come back, play games into the new year, and then eventually trade at the day of the trade deadline. So uh, I guess we just wanted to know, you know, walk me through the mindset, you know, being with the Titans and then knowing what's coming and then when it eventually happens, you know, how did you react?
1: Yeah. Um, so for me, like I personally thought um, everything would be done before Christmas. Um, so it was a, it was a long pro- process. Um, like you said, the, the last day of the trade deadline, um, it was, it was a bit tough like knowing um, I'm going to get traded, but still playing for bathers. Um. It was kind of, it was kind of weird. It felt like, and uh, everyone on my team kind of kind of knew too so it was a it was a different situation I think that's a good way to put it but I'm super glad how like how everything turned out and super glad I'm in I'm in Gatineau and I think Gatineau is a a perfect or perfect spot for me yeah and they were on your they were after you basically from the get-go
0: from what we were told I mean very interested and yeah there were there were even folks in the Gatineau area that were like Hey, you know, I think Gordy Dwyer is asking for too much because we really like him, but like that's yeah. that's a that's a big price, and obviously they ended up paying it. Yeah, which goes to show you. Uh, but really, you know, we, when we looked at their roster, the last thing that they were really missing was a bona fide top end center. So yeah. they went and got you. Um, I guess my question is, you know, how was how was that integration process like? I, I believe you played the very same day you got traded. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Um, so. The day I got traded, I found out at like seven in the morning. And then yeah. I had someone picked me up um, from the hotel at in Gatineau at uh, nine. And then I drove to Quebec City. Um I was I showed up for the, the pre-game meal and then I went right to the rink right after that. And that's where I kinda kinda met all the guys like in the dressing room right before the game, which is uh very, very weird and kinda I never I had never experienced that before. So it was a bit tough. It was a bit tough the first game, but Um, The second game um, with my alignment, took everything kind of, everything kind of felt natural and felt good. Um, It wasn't like it wasn't a long, long process, like progress to to meet them and like oh they're all good guys. And they after the first game and the first day, like they're all like super friendly. So it was like that part made it super easy as well.
0: Is there one specific player out there that that basically came in and was like you're one of us? Like there's usually always one guy that kind of like. Takes you under their yeah. wing at the beginning,
1: yeah. Like, uh, I think a uh, guy like cool Corme, um, he's a 20 year old in the team, yeah. he's his leader. So, the first day I was there, he was talking to me a lot. So, uh, that made me that made the transition to a new team a lot easier. And then, you
0: know, right, at, you had mentioned your first game, you know, getting used to your teammates. I believe the second game, you had like a three point game right off the bat. Um, and and then since then, you know, it's been pretty the, 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 yeah. the offense has basically been if not better, around the same as what you were doing with Akati. and yeah. you're just you know slowly starting to get started uh, with them actually better. I just sorry, my math was off a little bit, but better. So what in terms of the offensive production or what in terms of how they play is better suited to your style you find right now?
1: Yeah. um obviously, I think um playing on a on a better team um is a lot easier to put up goals and points and stuff. So like yeah, like this started in Bathers, we we kind of struggled a little bit. Um, but yeah, here we have a great team and I've I've great linemates. I think me and my uh two linemates kind of work work perfect together. We uh we fill in all the all the stuff like a sniper, playmaker, grinder, power forward, like we all kind of fit in that. Um, so it's just, it's just so far it's working perfect. And I think we just have chemistry like, um, the last few games, um, we kind of know where where each other are and, uh, each game is just get, getting better and better. Yeah. It's a,
0: definitely a plus five chemistry on NHL 23 from what I've yeah. been seeing. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of, um, you know, obviously you come into a new team, you know, everyone's kind of just looking at, at the president's cup playoffs and, and so on. But is there something that you would still like to improve on while you're there to better prepare you not only just for the playoffs, but for next year?
1: Yeah, obviously, like I know next year um, I'll be turning pro. So I need to, like at each game I focus on trying to try to have pro habits. Um, like, for example, like um, stopping on the puck, um, forechecking higher, finishing checks and just playing um, at a faster pace. Because um, I know next year is going to be a whole nother level. Um, pace is going to be a lot faster, so that's one of the thing. Montreal told me to where we just try to play with a fast pace. Um, so that's one of the biggest things I'm focusing on now, each game and even each practice too. So yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely that's the first thing anybody will tell you. Uh, I mean, you you when you were with Laval last year, I think it was very evident. You know, the, the, the that little switch up, and then there's yeah. another switch up when you go from American Hockey League to NHL yeah um, I think one of the biggest hurdles that most prospects will have, especially in your case being a center, is is the foot speed explosivity standpoint. And yeah. obviously, you know you're good stature, but there's a lot of room to to add uh, to your frame. yeah, how has the conditioning aspect of it kind of factored in because there that is also going to be a huge thing going from you know junior to pro,
1: yeah. Like, yeah personally for me like I think my my conditionings is good but uh, yeah like I need to I need to get gain a lot more muscle and just become bigger and, and faster like my my foot speed like my explosiveness uh, needs needs to be better because everyone in the next in the next level is fast and explosive so if I if I want to do it well then I gotta really work on that. Um, but yeah I think like this summer is a really important summer for me to uh, just focus uh, like a lot in the gym and, uh, just try to gain as much, muscle, as much muscle as I can. Um, cause if I do that, then it will help me on the ice next year. Absolutely.
0: And it's always, it's always, I do whenever I have this conversation, I always would like to distinguish between like adding muscle and adding lean muscle. Yeah. Cause you can't at some point in time, like we, even in Montreal, we had this situation where your ice Likowski, came in at 238 pounds and everybody was like, what? Yeah. And it's almost like, it was almost like too much muscle was added yeah. and it kind of affected his speed. So where do you balance that for yourself in terms of your vision? because obviously you're, you're you you want to play with pace. You want to play with speed. You don't want the weight to hold you down. So what's that balance for you? What would you be looking more towards more explosion and less rigidity? Or are you looking to get kind of bigger up top and then focus more on your game mentally?
1: Yeah. Um, for me, I'd say like, the number one thing I'm focusing on is like trying to get more, more powerful, powerful legs. Um, I think yeah. legs is probably the most important thing as a hockey player. So yeah, like obviously I'll, I'm focused on both and I'm I need to try to find like a, a good spot in the middle where like how much muscle I can gain with, without affecting me on the ice. Um, So I still need to kind of figure exactly that out. But I think the number one thing, Right now, would probably just be like my foot speed. That's the number one focus, and I think working on that, um, the the strength will come will come with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's
0: it's a fun conversation because I see the parallels, and I and having spoken to him too. But when he was your age, Nick Suzuki had the exact same kind of mindset where you had saw, and in fact, you saw him play at the Memorial Cup. But you know that the player that you saw the Memorial cup speed versus what you saw in Montreal four or five months later was almost night and day yeah. because he had spent that entire summer with a, with a speed skating coach to really take it up a notch. So
1: yeah.
0: I guess, you know, bringing it, bringing it back to goals, you know, you're turning pro next year, obviously you'll have Montreal training camp. Um, you know, I, you know, for development's sake could be also a lot of time in Laval going yeah. up and down. What do you feel is the, you know, outside of the physical aspect, what do you feel you need to do from a mental perspective now to prepare for something like that then?
1: Yeah, I think like for a mental um thing, I just need to, like I said earlier, like just I need to play as if I'm playing a pro game every day. Um, need mm-hmm. to show to the rink and and be a pro. Um, because like need to start pro habits um, early um because I like I can't just uh, start them and learn them while I'm there. And I I want to kind of know, know the habits, know the right routines and stuff, even before, before I show up. So yeah, each day I go to the rink, I I work on that. And every time I go on the ice, I, I try to focus on that too.
0: Yeah. And and obviously you won't be doing it alone, right? You'll, you'll have the, you'll have obviously got no following along, but the Canadians are also pretty involved this season with their prospects as opposed to years prior and i guess i just wanted to get your take on that because other other prospects obviously have spoken about it and i just wanted to see to what level so i mean since you've been traded it hasn't been it probably hasn't been too involved but throughout the season um you know the canadians obviously went and fleshed out their developmental team how have they helped your game so far this season
1: yeah, um I talked to Rob Ramage um quite a bit. He, he texts me after the games, he calls me um too so we we talk about we talk about my game. Um and yeah, like it's a lot easier when when you have like that type of support. Um it's it's also a lot better here in Gatineau, Montreal is only like 2 hours away. Um so yeah. if they if they ever want to come down and see me, um uh, I'm, I'm not very far from them, so it's, it makes everything a lot easier. But yeah, I just think like, yeah, me and Rob Ramage talk, talk quite a bit throughout the year and, uh, that, that helped me.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was one of the first things when we saw like the teams that would be in the running for you at, at first you the Sherbrooke was kind of involved. Quebec City yeah. was kind of involved and got nowhere like, oh, okay. Worst case scenario. If we want to come see you, it's just a short drive this time around yeah. on flight. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then lastly, um how has your relationship been with Adam Nicholas as well? Cause obviously Rob Ramage has been around for, for a while with the Montreal Canadians handled mostly development, but here we're talking about like skills development and, and more like going through plays and whatnot. Have you had interactions with him as well during that process?
1: Yeah. Um, like even this summer, that's when I first met him. Um, and he, he kind of he taught me, taught me some things on the ice and um, he, he, like everything he says, um, it's just, it's kind of interesting to listen because he knows what he's talking about. Um, so he's a, when he talks, he's the type of guy you want to, you want to listen to. Um, and yeah, like even the training camp in September, um, he was, he was there too, um, working with me and everything. So I, I've learned, learned quite a bit from him, even from the short time I was, I've been around him and, and talking to him. Um, but yeah, I like throughout the year, um, like hopefully, uh, maybe I can, he can kind of make a, trip up the Gatineau or or I can see him and stuff and go on the ice with him and, and try to work on a few things. Yeah.
0: But, and, and during the season since training camp, has he been in communication at all? Yeah. Like like emails or whatnot.
1: Yeah. He messaged me. um, He sends me videos and stuff. Um, Like he kind of, it's a minute long video and it's just him talking and going through the play and what I could do and, what I should do better and then if I make a good play he he, he recognizes it he says it so uh yeah just like awesome kind of like yeah like little like little like videos like that help help my game too because I try to like what he says I try to try to listen to it and bring it to my game to try to make it better and
0: is there something in particular that he's told you or that he's highlighted in these videos that
1: has stuck with you if yeah. there's one that comes to mind yeah like he like in the videos he sent me um he showed some videos of me bringing up the wall um would he like he said like to attack the net more um, bring it to the middle or bring it to the dangerous areas because um all the dangerous stuff in hockey kind of happens in the middle of the ice um so he said try to try to be more of a tacky mindset and just bring it to the net and bring it to the middle of the ice more
0: well I mean some of your some of your offense with Gatino has been right around that high danger area yeah. so it- Clearly. I get I get, I guess why that sticks out. Yeah. Um I guess uh last point of contention here is you know you have a you have a team in gatineau that basically has four top 10 picks in the same in, in the QMJHL draft, uh directly preceding, I believe, yours. Um, and or right sorry, right after yours. Yeah. And so this is a team built to win now. What do you think you can bring to this team to help push them over the edge?
1: Yeah. Um like I said, like we have a super good team. Uh, we're super deep, um, but the, I think the biggest thing I can bring to this team is just just high like a lot of offense. I can create a lot of scoring chances um, every time I'm on the ice. I can create something. So I I looked uh, I look forward um, to the rest of the games even in the playoffs to be to be that kind of, the the guy they look to if they need a goal um, to put me in the ice um, and also like. I'm working to really improve my tuner for game two to be be more reliable in the D zone. But I think my my biggest thing um with them is just uh creating scoring opportunities and just setting up a big goal or even scoring a big goal when when the team needs it.
0: Yeah. Well I mean, you know, we all we always think back to your draft here. Like that's the that was the defining moment that playoffs. Yeah with Academy where you had like almost two points per game and people were like, okay. Okay. Um, So I, I guess in closing, you know, you you talk about being the guy to score the big goal, to score, the, the, you know, to, to be the difference maker. What do you feel, you know, as you're getting into later stages of the playoffs, what do you feel you need to do beyond what you've already accomplished to be that difference maker? You've spoken about improving your 200 foot game, but is there anything that you can do on the ice offensively? We talk about going to the net before uh, that you could bring to this team, who's already you know a pretty experienced team, uh, that could help in terms of playoff success. Because
1: winning yeah. when it when it matters really is is kind of crux. So how can you be clutch for that team? Yeah, like personally for me, um, I think the biggest thing um, for me is just confidence. You need to play with a lot of a lot of confidence, and I think uh, personally for me. Um, in big games, that's the games I show up to. And that's games. I, I kind of play my best at um, when the games are close and the games mean, mean more. So I think personally, for me, it's just, it's just my mindset. I got to, got to show up, show up, prepared every game. Um, and when it gets deep in the playoffs um, I'm ready and I'm confident that I'll be that guy that uh, the team needs. And uh, like, like I said before, uh, like things like attacking the net, bringing it to the middle, um just playing playing at a higher pace, those things will obviously help help uh, being being key guys, scoring big goals um, so yeah I'm confident in that, and uh, I'm excited for it and then lastly, the two times you were at the
0: bell center this year you happened to be against the Winnipeg Jets yeah, irony wasn't it?
1: yeah, um, yeah it's, it's
0: so funny. what did you think of the bell center crowd this time around in a in a regular
1: season game yeah it was it was pretty crazy um every every goal um was I was kind of like wow like I never realized how loud it was when I was when I was playing um but when you're watching it's a it's a different experience you kind of you take it all in and it's pretty special to to see and hopefully one day I can be a part of it and on the ice and make it making them cheer yeah well i mean look
0: that's how loud they are when the montreal canadians are in the bottom 10 of the standings wait yeah. till they're in a a playoff hunt you'll every goal will be yeah earth shattering yeah, um, but of, yeah, no like I said, being being a guy that wants to make a difference, that's what people like in Montreal. And yeah. I think where where I want to conclude, con- con- sorry, kind of conclude this would be, you know, you've you've been you've watched what you saw on the ice, you see difference makers. We spoke of Nick Suzuki in the past. You know, how do how would you kind of respond to that pressure given this market? How would you tell or how would you sell yourself to fans being like, I can handle this, I can, I can withstand this kind of
1: environment and and produce because you you said you want to be the guy that they cheer one day down the line yeah um personally for me like i kind of i like the pressure um kind of makes me more motivated and to play and to just i don't know i find personally just makes me makes me play better um gives me a lot of motivation on the ice and kind of just fuel fuels me um and it just makes me excited um to have people relying on me um i I think that's that's the best thing um, about hockey is when people people lean on you and you produce. Um, so those think that situation makes me excited and makes me eager to to do that one day for Montreal Canes.
0: Awesome, man. Well, I'm telling you, fan, fans are going to eat that up. I could tell you that much. Um, well, look, I think I've taken up enough of your time today, Riley. But uh, I really just want to wish you the best of luck for this season. Hopefully, we. Uh, We see you very, uh, very deep into the playoffs in May. Yeah. And uh, I'll catch you probably during development camp in July. Okay. Yeah. Thanks a lot.